0: Welcome to On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zimrak. This is Episode 3. And uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming at you this, uh, this episode. We'll get into the DVDs and the movies and the remakes and the sequels in just a moment. But we have a couple of things we're going to let you know about. First off, we have a contest coming at you. Now, uh, we're going to be giving away a DVD copy of Fallen Angels, which is a Warner Brothers release. And it's coming out November thirteenth, two 2007, A couple of very shortly here. And uh, all you've got to do to win it is listen to this podcast, okay, which hopefully you're doing right now if you're hearing my voice, um, and um, listen to the podcast for the answer to a question that I'm going to give you in just a moment. The question is about David Hess, who is the interview we'll be doing a little bit later on. The question, I'll tell you what it is. What sport was David Hess involved in early in his career? Okay, While he was doing music and movies, he was involved in a sport. What sport was that? So that's the question. Now, if you listen to the interview, you'll get the answer because David talks about his career and his life and all that sort of stuff. And uh, once you have the answer to that, you just email the answer to me at uh, feedback at Okay, Once again, that's email it to feedback at OnScreenAndBeyond.com. The drawing will be uh, coming up on November 30th, a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll have the winner drawn from all the correct answers. So it's as simple as that. You can get more details by going to OnScreenAndBeyond.com, or uh, at least the information about what to do if you forget. So if you'd like to win a copy, a free copy of uh, Fallen Angels, Warner Brothers' release. with It uh, stars uh, Michael Dorn and um, uh, David Hess. And Michael Dorn, if you remember, Michael was from um, the Star Trek, uh, Next Generation, and um, who else was in there? There's all kinds of different stars from horror movies and everything. It's a good movie, so uh, you can win yourself a copy of that. And let's see... The survey, all right, the survey that we had out, do you think Hollywood should be making remakes constantly? Uh, There's so many remakes coming out. And what uh, the final results were for the survey was 70% of the people think that Hollywood should not be making remakes, okay? I guess they're just tired of them. Uh, Sometimes the remakes aren't bad, but uh, sometimes... uh, they're not very good. Uh, a lot of times they're not very good. Uh, and sometimes they just shouldn't do it. It's just they you know, just shouldn't be making them. But, uh, so that's the results. 70% of you thought that. And this new question, which is on our website, onscreenandbeyond.com, is how many sequels do you feel most movies make before they should just give it up and let the dead horse lie? I mean, you know, they've just had enough. Uh, That's the question, and the answers that you can give uh, or check off are zero, they should never make a sequel, one, after this, it's enough, two, please, I can't take it anymore. If you think they should make three, after three, stop, it's stop, the pain is killing me, and the other possible answer is I love sequels, keep them coming, all right, so those are your possibility choices that you can do. And um, that's uh, that's about it. So please, if uh, you know you want to get in on the survey, just go to onscreenbeyond.com. And uh, if you want some more information or just a refresher about the contest, go to onscreenbeyond.com, and you could win yourself a DVD of Fallen Angels. Okay, and uh, we'll get into that interview in just a few minutes, so you can find out what the answer is or try to find the answer to the question once again, what sport was David Hess involved in early in his career? All right, we're going to be going into Remake Madness coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. All right, Remake Madness. It's never ending. It never stops. 1974's Death Wish is going to be remade. It was originally done with Charles Bronson, and it's going to be remade, and this time, Sylvester Stallone. He's on the remake track here, going with uh, John Rambo, coming out in February, and uh, now he's going to start doing Death Wish, and who knows, if it goes good, you know what's going to happen, or, uh, well, they could be remakes or sequels, whichever way you want to think about it, but they've already done the Death Wish stuff, so let's consider it as uh, remakes, I guess. And this one I found very difficult to believe. Um, it's in the works. The actors are being uh, offered roles right now. And uh, we'll have more updates coming up on this. But they are going to remake 1978's Grease. John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John. Why are they going to remake it? I don't know. But that's what they're going to do. Uh, 1973's The Exorcist. Warner Brothers is looking at remaking the original, so look out for that. They did several sequels, now they're going to go back and start over again with the original, remake it. And look out for Chucky, he might be coming back also. After five movies in the Child's Play franchise, now they're looking at maybe remaking the original Child's Play. So those are possibilities. Now, like we always tell you, these movies, they could be dumped, they could be changed, they could be, uh, you never know what's going to happen. They're gonna, they could do anything to them, but uh, they might not even be made. But uh, that's what they're looking at right now. And uh, the way it looks is uh, there are some of the, uh, at least one of the better ones is going to be remade. So that's about it right now for remakes. And we'll be back with sequels coming up on On Screen and Beyond. On the sequel front, we're looking at Point Break. Twenty years ago, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, they made this film called Point Break. And it's slated for a sequel. I uh, doubt very much if uh, Keanu will return in this one. Uh, And uh, from what I understand, Patrick Swayze, you know, I mean, he walked off into the ocean in the original, so who knows what's going to happen there. You never know. Uh, Dances with Wolves. They're looking at making a remake or a sequel, rather, of that. And it's going to be called The Holy Road. It starts up ten years after where Dances with Wolves left off. Kevin Costner is not involved in this one. And uh, in the picture, his part will be played by another actor. So, you know, that was uh, an Academy Award winning movie. Uh, It's going to be hard for an actor to step into those shoes. And let's see, Lost Boys 2, The Tribe is uh, featuring Corey Feldman. It was made a couple years back there, uh, quite a few years back. Um, Anyways, it's coming out in 2008, uh, but this time it's direct-to-video. And another one that's going to be having a sequel. On July twenty fifth, 2008, look for Agent Mulder and Scully to come back and hit theaters with X-Files 2. That's right, X-Files 2 is coming your way. And... John Rambo, aka, of course, Rambo 4, isn't even out yet, but they're already talking about Rambo 5. Can you believe it? We don't even know how this movie's going to be, and they're already figuring on Rambo 5. So it's a never ending cycle. It's going to keep coming your way. That's it for sequels from On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> New releases. All right, let's see what we have coming up. Uh, No particular order here. I'm going to try to bounce around a little bit. February 1st, 2008. Jessica Alba and Parker Posey will be coming with the eye. All right, Alba plays a blind violinist who has an eye transplant and then starts seeing things that relate to the eye, to the original donor. Okay? So it sort of sounds like a movie that, uh, there was a movie a while back that, uh, something about a hand or something, that they put on somebody and the hand started taking over the body or whatever. So um, it's sort of a a new version of that. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have here? We have on uh, February 14th, 2008, Jumper will be coming your way and uh, that's going to be coming out with Samuel L. Jackson and Diane Lane. It's about a teenager who has uh, the ability to teleport himself to one place or another, and then he starts searching for the man who he feels is responsible for his mother's death. So that sounds like an interesting movie. And we also have uh, Semi-Pro coming out on February 29, 2008. It's a basketball movie, and it's Will Ferrell and Woody Harrelson. So that's, I'm sure that's going to be a funny one. Uh, let's see here. On February 15th, 2008, we have Vantage Point. That's Matthew Fox and uh, William Hurt, Dennis Quaid, Sigourney Weaver, and Forrest Whitaker. A lot of stars in that. Their attempt. Uh, it's about an attempt uh, to assassinate uh, the president, and it's told from five different perspectives. So that sounds like an interesting movie. A lot of stars in that one. And finally... Wanted with Angelina Jolie and Morgan Freeman comes out on March 3rd, 2008. Uh, Morgan Freeman's been in a lot of movies, and he's got a lot more coming up. So keep an eye out for him. And uh, also, uh, that movie, Wanted, is about a loser who becomes a deadly assassin. All right? That's it for new releases right now on On Screen and Beyond. What's new for movies coming out on DVD? Well, we have Disney's 101 Dalmatians coming out on DVD on March 4th. It's a two-disc platinum series DVD with many extras. Disney's been going into their platinum series now uh, to recycle these movies. And that's always a good movie, though, 101 Dalmatians. Then on December 11th, um, not too far away, we have Matt Damon in The Bourne Ultimatum. December 18th, Underdog is coming your way. That's the movie Underdog, and that'll be out on DVD. And Rush Hour 3 comes out December 26th on DVD with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. And Shoot 'em Up with Clive Owen is coming out beginning of the year, January 1st, 2008. So those are new movies coming out uh, on DVD right here. On, on screen and beyond. And uh, we also are going to take a look at, of course, TV shows coming out on DVD. Well, season two comes out January 1st, 2008, for Sequest DSV. All right. And on January 8th, 2008, Gunsmoke, season two, volume one. They're splitting those up. That's what James Arnest's Good Cowboy Show. And let's see, newer shows that are coming out on DVD. Season 1 of The New Adventures of Old Christine coming out on January fifteenth, two 2008. And uh, let's see, December 8th, moving a little bit closer, it's uh, Season 6 of The Waltons coming out. And Lost Season 3 comes out on DVD on December 11th this year, right off in a couple of weeks. So you have it in time for Christmas, those of you that want to get into the third season of Lost on DVD. That's it for movies and TV shows on DVD from On Screen and beyond. Coming up next, we'll have the interview with David Hess. And remember, you can win yourself a copy of Fallen Angels, the Warner Brothers-released horror movie. Uh, David is one of the stars of the movie. And the question that you have to be able to answer by listening to the, podca- the interview on the podcast is, where did I put it, okay? <laughs> what sport was David Hess involved in early in his career, his acting and his um, singing career and songwriting career? So that's the question. Now you can listen to the interview, find out what the answer is. email me the answer at feedback at onscreen and beyond.com. You'll be put into a drawing of all the correct answers and on November 30th, 2007. We will draw a winner, and you'll win yourself a free copy of the DVD *Fallen Angels*. All right, so it's coming up next right here, and on, on screen, and beyond. <laughs> Today on On Screen and Beyond is David Hess, and he's the star of the movie from 1972, Last House on the Left. And that's a long time ago,
1: isn't that, it? Yes. I, I've done other things. Oh, yes, yeah, but I mean,
0: that's that's, that's just one of the things that, uh, you know, stands out because it was such a, you know, it's only a movie. <laughs> that was the first movie I made. It was your first movie? Yeah, it was my first movie.
1: I, um, I'd, I'd, I'd done a lot of stage work before that, and, you know, and of course the... Uh, the writing, the music, but uh, that that was the first film. How
0: did you get to be the star of that
1: one? I, I mean, just out I don't, of the blue. I, I don't think you get to be a star, necessarily. Marty Cove brought me in, and it was a... Uh, uh, he... Marty Cove was also, you know, he's, he's here this weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, he was also in the film, and uh, we've been friends for a long time. He was living with my sister, and he... Um, was offered the role of Krug to begin with, I think. At least that's what his uh, memory was. And uh, he didn't want to do it because he felt it was too uh, too violent. And he didn't want to, you know, So, but he said he had the right person for it. So he brought me in. <laughs> that it was. I can remember that movie. Was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was a shocking movie for, for that time. Yeah, it was. Well, I was a rugby player at the time. I was pretty high up on the scale of, you know, rugby. And I could have probably played professional if I'd... If I'd wanted, I mean, I had a couple offers—one to go to Wellington, New Zealand, and play, you know, semi-pro down there—but I'd have gotten the shit kicked out of me, you know. And I wasn't <laughs> really interested in that. I, I, you know, I was having fun playing in New York and playing at a high level, and as um i was writing, I was, you know, writing music and and doing off Broadway and just really having a great time with my life, you know. And so it wasn't—it uh, wasn't that I needed to do the film, but it was a. Another venture and um, sports, uh, theater. I mean, you were doing everything. I was. I mean, that's I really amazing. was. I was experimenting with everything. You know, you know, and that's what you do when you're young. You yeah. experiment with everything, and then all of a sudden, you'll kind of lock yourself into a, you know, to a, to a certain role. But um, I think that's probably. If I had to give any advice for our younger audience, it, it, don't lock yourself into a role. Experiment with everything. Wear as many different hats as you possibly can. It's more fun.
0: Yeah. Well, g- getting into the music part, um, I, I don't know. I, I, To be honest, I didn't know you had written all those songs. Yeah. Because now, you, you used a, a different name when you did those.
1: I, I wrote under David Hill, but I also wrote under David Hess. Um, David Hill was, at, at the time, you know, it, it was... Um, uh, I don't, I don't want to say slightly after the, the, the Second World War, but, you know, the 50s and the, and the early 60s were still, they still had a, had a very, it, it was still, it, it hung heavy over the world. The Second World War still did. So the name Hess was not exactly very popular. <laughs> so my manager at the time, who was also the publisher, said, hey, you got to change your name. It'll never work in the, in the movie, and it'll never work in the, in, in the record industry. They just won't buy it. It's just too, you know, it's too hated a name. I said, yeah. okay, what do you want? How about Hill? That's kind of benign. Sure, let's use Hill. Why not? <laughs> so you you wrote for Elvis, right? Yeah. What, what
0: were some of the, the well, songs I came in, that-
1: I, my, I had the original idea for All Shook Up, which was, you know, that that's a funny story. I won't tell it in and of itself, but just just it to say that the, um, that I that I contracted a social disease or whatever those things and i got very very upset with it and i came into the publishing office one day and i said and 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 the publisher looked at me and he said what's going on i said well i'm all shook up he said what do you mean i said i am really all shook up <laughs> and he looked at me he said why i said well you know i got this thing that people get that i didn't like and i had to go to the doctor for it and i'm really all shook up and he looked at me for two seconds and he said gee i'm sorry to hear that he said but that's a great title for a song. Why don't you write it? I said, "Get the f- out of here! I don't want to write a song about that." He said, "Well, you mind if I give it to someone else?" No, go ahead. Huh. <laughs> so Otis Blackwell wrote the song. Yeah, you know. <laughs> now, so, one of the songs that you wrote
0: was um, uh, kind of a fun one, "Speedy Gonzales." Yeah, right. Exactly. That Williams. actually is
1: more popular. Yeah, that was. And, big, yeah, I mean, and. What's interesting for me is that the uh, uh, the score of Last House on the Left mm-hmm. has really proliferated. I mean, that's probably in terms of you know just the royalty spectrum uh, it brings in more royalties than anything else. Really? Yeah, it's really. I mean, uh, Wait for the Rain, uh, uh, the, the uh, Sadie and Krug. I mean, all of the you know all of the various songs that I wrote for that. Yeah. In, uh, are, are now proliferating out into other areas. It's it's in, but <laughs> Speeding Dallas, major major worldwide hit. Yeah. Yeah, I w- I was on tour down in the um, with, uh, with the uh, Eastern Rugby Union team, at which it, which was the U.S. team at the time. We called the Eastern Rugby Union because they had an Eastern and a Western uh, U.S. team. They they hadn't amalgamated yet. We were on tour down in, uh, in South America, and they didn't care about the fact that I was one of the you know first team players <laughs> and a real headhunter. They wanted to know about Speedy Gonzalez, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I that was good. That was the first thing they said when I got off the plane. Oh, Speedy Gonzalez! You know, and everybody's looking around the rugby team. What the hell's going on here? You know, what, what, what does that have to do with anything? Sing, yeah. sing. Okay, <laughs> we'll sing later. You know, so, let's play rugby first. How did you come up? I mean, did somebody say you know I want this?
0: I want a song that no, deals with this, no, or, or how did it no. did you
1: come about to have that? I don't know. Idea? I, um, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I just. I, the uh, the hook came first. La 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 la. That came first. It was just something that I did. You know, I I used to do crazy little things when I, you know, I was writing songs and whatever came out came out. And uh, hmm. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Hmm. I, don't, I um I think that I think you have to you have to uh, um, uh, address yourself to the idea that you're gonna. Sit down every day, regardless of whether something creatively comes out or not, and just you know be there for that moment in time when uh, when when the creative juices really flow. Um, so I wrote every single day, regardless of whether I was whether something happened or not, and uh, it was that that was just what I did did you know it was going to be going to Pat Boone or or did it just well I recorded you know. first oh you did record. yeah oh, okay I recorded for RCA for Hugo Luigi at the time um it was like nineteen I want to say 63 64 um and then Pat Boone re- you know recorded 62 and he heard it Pat Boone heard it and, and he liked and he liked, it. He liked the song so yeah. I mean he heard it when he was on tour somewhere you know and then he went in and covered it and I I had the biggest hit in the Philippines, which meant nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's that's my claim to fame. I had a great big hit in the Philippines. (laughs)
0: Now, you've written other... Things yeah. for movies, soundtracks, yeah, right. and things like Life's right. House* on the left, right. and I know you've done some other movies. Well,
1: I, uh, I, I um, Buck at the Edge of Heaven*, which was a, a, a western that was a, a, that was kind of an Italian-American co-production, uh, uh, *Cabin Fever*, which just came out recently, There's a lot of my material in it. You know, and over the years, excuse me, my breakfast just came up. <laughs> Uh, and and over the years, I've you know I've written written music for films. Not a lot. I, uh, I I don't know whether that's because of me or because of the fact that I just don't I don't pursue it. You know, in, industry wise, I'm not there 24 seven.
0: Now, for like Last House on the Left, when you wrote, did you do all the score to the movie or just songs in the movie? No, no, I did the
1: score too. It's a complete and then, score. Um, yeah. And then Steve Chapin and I r- arranged the score. Yeah. You know, we went in the studio and arranged it, but I, I scored it too. Now I noticed you. Of course, that was a Wes Craven film,
0: right? Um, and you've done some other Wes Craven.
1: Uh, well, I was in uh, Swamp Thing. Yep, Swamp uh, Thing. Yeah, I Always like that movie. That right. I, I did. I did ferret in that. The head. Uh, you know, the yep. head honcho. The head. Uh, whatever you want to call him. So you worked with uh, Adrian Barbeau. Right, Adrian yeah. Barbo. Right. Yeah. 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 So and um, no, I. I, uh, I mean that's about it. I, you know, for for Wes's uh, Wes and my you know. Um, Co, co, you know, existing or production together, but uh, he's always remained a friend. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't see each other that often, but when we do, it's like you know, it's good.
0: Now, um, the uh, you've popped up in TV shows. Uh, Every once I know, in I mean, a while, in some of the TV shows you've been in are. You know classics. Right. I mean, you know, like right. the A Team, the Fall Guy. Well, that A Team,
1: that A Team episode that I did, which was a double episode about the terrorist att- attacking the plane, that was the first time that ever happened. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was just an idea just that an they idea. had, and then it it, it yeah. developed <laughs> into a, you know into a reality. So I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering about you know, I always wonder about that. You know, you put that out, you put those kind of ideas out there. There are there are people that that'll pick up yeah. on
0: them. So what have you been doing lately?
1: Well, I'm, of course, I you know, as the kids grew older, well, we lived in, in Los Angeles for a while, my wife and I. We lived in Topanga. Topanga had just an elementary school, and they didn't have any further school. And we um, this was back in you know eighty nine, ninety, and and it was during that big busing crisis where they were trying to integrate all all the different aspects of society into one area. in you know, in the school system, whether it works or not, I don't know, but I know that. For my kids, it didn't particularly work because uh, they're, they're New York kids. They're fighters, you know. So, then, you know, somebody pushes them, they push back. So we decided that we wanted to get to a, a place that had more of a community or a communal kind of, you know, uh, an, an outlook. And my wife just took a trip up the coast and went went to San Francisco and then went into Marin. And, and, and not that Marin is the be-all and the end-all, but it, it's more of a communal kind of a thing, and she liked the school system. So we brought the kids up here. And we've lived in the Bay Area for you know the last uh, uh, seventeen years. Yeah. yeah. Now you um, were in Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels, right? Yeah. When I moved up here, it wasn't that I. Did, I mean, I I I do maybe two or three films a year, you mm-hmm. know, but b- you know, uh, as an average, sometimes there's none, sometimes there's four, you know, but um, uh, it, it wasn't. I mean, I want to say that my career is important, and it is important. It's important for me as a person, but my major uh, uh, thrust was raising a family and figuring out how to support the family because I had the responsibility of bringing them into the world. You know, so it it kind your your responsibilities kind of shift. I mean, you know exactly exactly what I'm talking about. So I worked over the years, and you know, up here, and I'm, I'm I'm part of a uh yeah, part of a film film group uh, a guy named Rob Nielsen who uh, who is a real well-known uh, director, you know, avant-garde director in the bay area. I work with him a lot. It's not it's not a lot of money. I mean, you can support yourself a little bit, you know, by it, but you're not going to get rich and uh, I get royalties and oh yeah, Fallen Angels, you want to get to that. Um yeah, uh I'm I'm not sure how Derek found me. <laughs> <laughs> I I think probably the um uh, the, as you say, there's been kind of a renaissance uh, of my, of not only my music but of you know of my film work. It kind of skipped a generation, so the younger generation has been more or less clamoring, you know, to see more David Hess. And uh, I think that 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 I, I think Jeff Thomas was part of that generation, and 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 you know, Derek got wind of it and decided that they wanted me, you know, to be in this film. I wasn't originally. Uh, 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 cast to do Kajal. That was not. They wanted me to do the uh, um, the role of uh, of the guy that's uh, that's. The, I forgot his name now. He uh, but he turns into to a monster. Although he's part of the town, mm-hmm. you know. I forgot his name. Metcalf or something like yeah, that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, but uh, it, it all worked out really well. Now, We're,
0: sports and movies and TV and, and music you, and everything. You prefer one over the other, or uh, no?
1: I'm pretty laissez-faire about the whole thing. That's
0: I figured you'd say <laughs> because you just—I mean—you seem to enjoy doing everything.
1: I do. I, that's what I, I think. That's probably what. What I mean, if I think that's probably what life is all about—to try to, to try to input something into you know in, into life, not only for yourself but for the people around you, but also to enjoy it because that that in in its own way is a uh you know, is a good example of of, of of what to do or how to live yeah uh, i mean I, I don't know i'm I mean, but I think if i'm enjoying myself then maybe people will enjoy my company or see me doing something that might be enjoyable and maybe they'll do the same thing so uh, now
0: as far as movies you do a lot of horror so do you like doing horror or is it that's what comes to
1: you or well i you know horror fantasy i, I like to i like to think of it as doing cult films. Because they are, they they kind of have a cult following. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. You know yeah. left. I mean. <laughs> instead of this this big picture of, of a films that you know that come and go, and and, and they're really kind of star driven, whether the star is the director or or, 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 or or the actor or whatever, or the producer. Or the, um, I I don't know. I I, I, never, I I've never done those kind of films except for a few. So, uh, I mean, I, don't, I, can't really, I can't really say, but um, it seems to me that, it's, uh, that cult films are, are more realistic, at least where I'm concerned, because I have a... I'm, I mean, if somebody wants to hire me, they know what they're getting. Uh, I'm going to do what I want to do, you know. And so that, that kind of is, is, is unspoken, so I really get a chance to, to play out my fantasies you know, any way that I want to, within the you know the framework of what the director and the producer wants, but that's pretty that's pretty broad for the most part. So yeah, I I, I like doing I like doing films that are off center. Yeah. yeah. So you enjoy doing yeah you know, those things. I, as, as long as it's a role that uh, that, that I haven't done before. I I, I I you know I've done the Krug thing. I did three I did them three times. So um, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> uh you know and, and, and it's fine I'm, I, I I feel blessed that I'm, you know that I'm recognized for that and I really do I feel very honored um, but I, you know, you want to move on as you know as, as an actor as, as whatever you want to say director you know, writer you want to push yourself you want to push that envelope all the time well I want to thank you for taking <laughs> the time
0: to to do this for us and, well you're uh,
1: very welcome yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a pleasure I I, I certainly hope that uh, um, I haven't seen Fallen Angel. I mean, it's not since its early iteration, but I, I certainly hope that it gets the uh, gets the kind of um, um, or has the kind of success that that, that I think it should have. It, it certainly was a uh, it was it was fun making. Um, the people were wonderful, you know, to work with the pro- the producing staff and everything. And uh, from what I saw early on, it's a really interesting film. That does exactly what I like to do, which is, you know, push the envelope of reality. So maybe it, it'll um, it'll make some um, it'll turn some heads and make some noise. Oh. Hopefully, it's successful for everybody. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Well, that just about does it for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. David Hess. So we appreciate him giving us an interview and um, the. Other things I'd like to remind you before we head out is uh, that the contest for Fallen Angels, the DVD, is coming out on November 13th in uh, all stores everywhere and everything. But um, if you would like to win yourself a free copy of that, you can do that by, of course, if you listen to the David Hess interview, he talks about a sport that he was involved in during his career, his early career for movies and his writing and singing career. All right. And we need to know what sport he was involved in, okay? Now, if you've listened to the, the podcast, the interview, rather, you know what that is. And all you've got to do is email the answer to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Then on November 30th, I will draw from all the correct answers that are sent in. And that person will win themselves a free copy of the DVD, the horror movie, Fallen Angels. All right? So... Thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. We'll be having another episode coming up shortly. It will be a little bit different. Uh, it won't go so much into the TV, movie, and DVD releases and th- remakes and sequels, uh, other than the fact that it will be the holiday episode. All right? It'll be going over all the new movies that are coming out for the holiday season. All right? Some of them are remake sequels and whatever, but... Um, That'll be just sort of like a special episode. And we will also be interviewing Art LaFleur, who is the tooth fairy in the movie Santa Claus 3. All right? So that's coming out on DVD very shortly. And uh, so to sort of connect with that, we'll have an interview with Art LaFleur coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond. Until next time, this is Brian saying take care.